Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. The football world has gone ablaze with the European Super League, so that's all we're talking about. Uh, and we'll do our regular stuff, all right? Let's go. Right, so I've just rushed through that because I'm furious, furious with what's going on. Um, was what I'd be saying on Sunday, but it seems filming this or recording this on a Tuesday, it's already come to pieces. Chelsea are out, Man City are out, Barcelona are out. Uh, Looks like Tottenham are about to be out as well. Atletico Madrid are out. Yeah, so it's all falling apart. I did, I did I, can I just put my hand up and say, um, or pat myself on the back? I did say that on Sunday, this will be done by Wednesday. And, you uh, did, you did. Right. Um, no, well, look. The last few days, obviously, particularly on Sunday, and I actually think this is um, probably, uh, I don't know if I'm going to call it the case of the Nevilles, because anytime Gary Neville comes out with, with something, it seems to just capture everyone's imagination about things. And obviously, he came out on Sunday furious at the announcement of this. Um, I'll start off by saying that, first and foremost, I want to make it very, very clear that I do not like the idea of the European Super League in any form or fashion only because I don't think it comes from a good place. Obviously, people are talking about greed and this and that and the other. The reasons I don't like it are probably going to be slightly different to what I think is generally being talked about because, as I've said to you the last couple of days, I think that a lot of big talking points, specific points, are actually being... Um, isn't being talked about properly. You know, they, they, they're talking as if the Champions League is being cancelled no, it's not being cancelled. It, it might get beaten out, but it's not being cancelled. Um, but I do think that this is all just a big play from these teams, particularly from Perez and obviously the people that have gathered, just to go against the Champions League for a specific purpose. And I think that all these teams that are coming out is pretty much showing that. Is someone jumping in? Worry, <laughs> <laughs> worry. You um you obviously had a lot to say. I think out of out of the four of us, right? I think you probably embody the what what would I say? The more the Reactive. most impassioned no, the most the most the most real and most impassioned football fan. You've got a long history, family history to Arsenal. Um you also I think you're like one step away from actually joining a football factory, but you <laughs> a little bit of you've got a little bit of reasoning where you're not actually gonna go head first into it. So Obviously, you had a lot to say. What, what do you think overall about this Super League? So, I hated it. Obviously, I hated it. Um, my, my biggest issue with it is that it goes against everything that I've been brought up to believe football should be. In my, in my mind, football isn't an elite group of 8 or 12 or 16 clubs at the very, very top of the league. Football is everything from the Champions League final down to the Exeter City fan that drives to Carlisle on a Tuesday night to watch his team get spanked 3-0 to the person who goes out and plays for 50 quid on a Saturday afternoon to the person who goes and plays for nothing on a Sunday morning. Um, football is a game for all, whether it's at the elite level or whether it's at the lowest level. So from someone playing in their local playing field on a Sunday morning to the Champions League final, 
there always needs to be that dream. No matter how bad you are, no matter whether you're sat on the bench at your under-14s team, there has to be that dream that one day you can play in or you can officiate or you can be involved in a team that's competing at the very top of the game. That's the essence of football. That's the reason we love it so much. So for these group of businessmen, because they're not football people, these people have never put up nets on a local playing field. These people have never, they don't know what it's like, that feeling when you're standing there waiting for the whistle to blow at the start of the game. They don't know what it's like to walk through, you know, into a stadium and peek the green grass through the stairs as you walk into a football ground. That's something that all of us can, it should resonate with. All of us have experienced that. All of us have probably taken a ball on the back of the fire in the middle of December and writhed around on the floor in pain. These people that run these football clubs have never experienced any of that. And the power grab that they attempted on Sunday, and that's what I'm calling it, it's a power grab, goes against everything good about football. Absolutely everything good about football. I just find the, I find the whole essence of it, basically them saying, we don't want you, we don't want to play with you anymore. We're too good to play with you. We're going off to play on our own and we're going to make loads of money. And, you know, here's a hundred million for grassroots football. Be lucky you're getting that. And for me, that's just not what football is at all. Like it made me, I was fuming. And in fact, I'll even go as far as to say that yesterday, I was pretty down all day. I was really, really down and depressed about the whole thing just because as much as we know the game isn't fair, it's not been fair for 20 years. We at least knew that there was a story. There was a possibility of an Atalanta or an Ajax or a Leon getting to the latter stage of the Champions League. There was a, an opportunity of a golden generation coming through a club like Benfica or a club like Dynamo Kiev who have lots of great young players at the minute. This Super League is, is snatching that from all of us. And for me, everyone that cares about football should be bothered by this. We can actually, breaking news, Florentino Perez on the line. He says, we can have our ball back. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's done now. Uh, I think by the time this pod's finished and it goes out tomorrow, it will be over because everyone would have pulled out. But everything yeah. I've already said is exactly why everyone's so pissed off. And I know, Chris, you struggled to understand why there was such a furore. You, you called this the George Floyd of football. This is the thing that got, got everyone going. I don't think you wanted that to be put on the pod, Danny. I think that was meant to be private. No, as in it's the it's that moment. It's the right him that that was a really historic, important moment because that was when everyone stood up and went, "No, this is too much. We can't have this." And that's that's the point. You're saying there was a moment, and this was the moment where everyone went, "Nah, that's no. Yeah. This is too much now. No one agrees with this. This is completely wrong." And everyone stood up. And actually, the power, I mean, the, the scary thing about this, the power within, what, 24, 48 hours of being able to basically turn this completely around. Obviously, it's, it's done now. There's no way it's going to happen. And I was, I was thinking even before it all started breaking, that they're all pulling out. After all the backlash, there was just no chance. There was absolutely no chance. No publisher, no Sky, no um, TV channel was going to sponsor it. No pundit was going to go on it. Like, just no one was going to back it. Um, but it needed... That, that's why this was so big. This was that moment that got everyone to go, no, this is our football. You're not having this. Uh, and I'm really glad that we've won. I'm really glad we've taken it back. Uh, I don't think it's the end of it. I think there will, there will be reform and football needs reform. If there are, we're forgetting how we've still got a Qatar World Cup in 2022. We've just had to change the whole fucking football season so we can have it in winter because of such nonsense that you can't have it in the summer because it's too hot. Who would even pick to have a World Cup there? 
Can there's I, so, can I ask there's a so much corruption and, and crap in UEFA and FIFA, but what at least what they're not doing is destroying the day-to-day game that people love to watch. Yes, VAR is destroying it. Yes, everything else is destroying it. it it's slowly been dying. This was like a whole nother... This was like the shot to the head that would just kill it instantly, rather than the sort of the slow death it's been getting. And you hope that maybe now there might be an opportunity for some kind of reform in some kind of way. Who knows? I think Danny, counting can I ask your you a question? That is oh, sorry. Dead, sorry, I'm just saying, What's I that? don't... I think you're counting chickens that is dead. Like, the... Oh, it's dead. No, no, Definitely. this... This this isn't like the threats of before. This isn't like uh, when the Premier League went to Sky Sports and said, we've got Amazon behind us and we've got Netflix behind us. This is JP Morgan signed this off. This is the money is there and because the money is there. And the, all these clubs, they're saying they're backing out, but they've actually signed a contract, so they can't. So you'll be, I don't think, this isn't like a threat before where, they're just like, we want to get more money from the Champions League. There is big money on this. You've seen the stock market already backing it. JP Morgan have backed it. This is this ain't a case of Roman Abramovich being like, oh no, there's 10 Chelsea fans outside Stamford Bridge with an RIP sign. Let's stop it. Like they this this is the big issue of it. It's not about fans at this football stadiums. So this can I ask it. a question to you and Danny? Um how bad. I was going to say if it had gone up, let, let's assume that it does, that they do try and move forward with it. How bad do you think the protests and the, the almost civil unrest would have got if they'd have pushed forward with it? This, this is my point. It, 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 I was thinking it this morning after, after everything that happened. Like, we've never seen backlash like this ever for a decision in football. Like, there's been crappy decisions and lots of people unhappy. And, they, you know, there's all the crap about all the problems in football, racism in football, this and that and the other, right? But... No one has, nothing has united an entire world like this. Now, I saw a clip earlier from James Corden on his fucking show in America, like an an Australian guy, like literally throughout the world, this hit everybody. And when when my missus is saying to me, hey, have you heard the news about football? I'm like, well, right, if she's talking about football, it's top of news. Like, this is Mm -hmm. it. Nothing has ever been this big. You can't can't beat that backlash. I still think you're acting a bit American there by thinking, the backlash here is the world like do you know why they're doing this because it, these games will be on disney plus they'll be shown at the kickoffs will 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 suit american audiences they'll so you suit. still believe this will go ahead you believe i just don't think you I, do. I, I, players honest, managers will let it happen i don't think i don't think will. i don't think it goes ahead in august like planned but you think but in five years time it would have started it feels not as inevitable. Like, I just, it feels I think, inevitable Hold i on. think if they if they get rid of the closed like the, the whole sticking point is the closed league part. The, the thing that FIFA said in their um, laws around you can't join a closed, all this stuff about a closed league. Yes, five teams can join, but it's a closed league, right? 15 yeah, teams of course it's a closed league. Can't that, get relegated, promoted. The moment they change that is the moment I think they've got a chance of still creating something that they, which is similar to what they want. So they can still go and create a league of some kind. Yeah, um, it something has with, to be done on merit. European powerhouses, but as long as it's done on merit, exactly. They won't be happy, but they'll accept it. But it's not a closed league. What the European Super League did, and and, Rob, you're saying, do you think it's going to happen? And I I kind of agree with Mark, because these people didn't didn't do this thinking, oh, we felt this pressure from the fans and from the people, and all of a sudden we're going to capitulate in a day and a half and, and not follow through with what we've done. What they've done is they've put the Champions League and they've put themselves in a position where they would be happy with either outcome because the outcomes that they want is either they, they just want more money so that's either going to be 
forcing uh, UEFA and the Champions League to give them more money, or they're going to do their own Super League where they're going to ring fence themselves and give themselves more money. That's all they're looking for. This has nothing to do with the fans. These aren't people that listen to the common folk and, 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 and understand the culture of what's going on here and think, you know what? I think we're going to change our minds on this. These aren't, this isn't a Disney film, even though it's going to be on Disney Plus. Like this is, these, are, these are ruthless people that are just looking for the bottom line. And the thing is, Dan, you're saying that I've struggled to understand. I've not struggled to understand the situation. What I've, what I've struggled to, to, to come to grips with is the portrayal of what's happening. Because, yeah, th this idea that it's taken away competition, I think, is a bit nonsense, personally. Because it's this idea that all these other teams aren't going to be going into the Champions League. Again, they're not getting rid of the Champions League. It's still going to be there. Right? You're saying that Leicester City, West Ham aren't going to have a chance to go in there. Of course they are, because all the other teams have gone to the Super League. Of course they can go. Yeah, to they'll the be going into a Champions League that doesn't yeah. contain Juventus. Doesn't contain Real Madrid. Doesn't contain Barcelona. But there won't be a Champions League. That's like, oh yeah, that's what you're you're saying, Chris. They they're not cancelling the Champions, but they would have to. You can't yeah, take you can't to. you can't take those twelve teams out, plus potentially another three, plus oh, five. Fine. Five who they haven't... No, they want 15 founding members, five in and outs. So 20 teams. You can't take out 20 teams out of that tournament and that tournament survive. They would lose its... It's a 32-team tournament. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take 20 teams out of it. It doesn't... The Champions League can't just, like, continue... I'm sure the Champions League will struggle greatly if this isn't in it. But there's, there are so many variables to the situation, so many negotiations that are probably yet to be had. Yeah, all these clubs are pulling out, but it'd be naive to think that there's not going to be fucking lengthy discussion about what's going to happen in the future of European football during this period, right? What they did on Sunday and what they're doing now isn't the end of it. They're not, they, didn't, they didn't just say something and then have withdrawn because of the reaction. They clearly have a wider goal in mind. But yeah, and, and, taking and that it's all clear what it is. Hold on, Mark. Taking that into, all into consideration, fans aren't a part of this. Gary Neville, uh, Rio Ferdinand, you know, we can do it. Everyone can go on TV and talk about how, much, how damaging this is to fans. Do you think that they had fans in their minds when they were going to take this action? So do you think that... Hmm. That, that you think that they're going to retract their... I think their, they did have fans in mind. Fans. I think they had the wrong... The, the, a different type of fan in mind. Because yeah, instead yeah. of actually had fans in mind... Like, they, they didn't have... Did you see that they called them legacy fans? Legacy so fans, yeah. Legacy fans are people that have supported a certain team or they have a link to a club their whole life. You know, we're all legacy fans of a team, whether it's Man United for Danny and Mark or Arsenal for myself and Chris. But they're talking about this new breed of fan. You know, like you get in the, in the basketball where you get people that will just follow LeBron or in the NFL where people will just follow Tom Brady or Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Well, you could argue that's what me and Danny were when we were younger. Yeah, but you know, like, because you're still United like, fans 30 years yeah, later. I know, but that's what makes football different. Is like yeah, if you we would have we would have started yeah. Well, I would I would be lying if I said Beckham didn't have a huge influence. On yeah, Cantona and Beckham were the reason I supported Man United. So that was it. So it is like that. It's like it it you'd be surprised at how quickly it they'll they'll get those fans and um. But yeah, but do you think long term that that's sustainable to, to just live off them no. fans and not the fans that are going through the game. No, I, long term, like long term, I think you get two different sports. You'll get. Uh, franchises uh, the, the thing is what to me it would have made more like it would have got more backing from this country 
if they said we're making a European Super League and we're going to have a Premier League 11, uh, La Liga 11, a Serie A 11. And, but the problem is, is you're taking teams that already exist. So you're, you're saying, OK, we're protecting our founding teams and your teams are Manchester. Your teams are, are Tottenham. Like these are, these are geographical locations. They're not like their supporters are based from you. Most supporters support their local club. But yeah. as, so that's where they, they, this disconnect between a business and a, and a football but team. Also, is. like you, you'll think you're, you're we're forgetting that Stan Kroenke was a guy that, that bought the St. Louis Rams. And then just decided to up them and move them to LA. And yeah. because, because the Rams jazz. were there. Because Utah the Rams well known for their jazz. What's that? The U- Utah, very well known for its jazz. Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. Utah jazz. Didn't they start off in New Orleans? Yeah. But this is, but this is what, what will happen. If they have their own Super League, they will up and leave. The problem, like the infrastructure would be so amazing. But you've got to think about if you're, if you're a football club like Tottenham now, like there was some news, I don't know if you saw it, but Tottenham have got rid of their manager. And one of yeah, the reasons that was lost is, in the wash. Yeah. And and one of the reasons is because they've got this new stadium and they've budgeted to finish in the top four so many seasons. Mm-hmm. Once you remove the risk of not finish like it doesn't matter where you finish, you still get your guaranteed income every year and you can't be relegated. Suddenly Tottenham could spend more on a stadium. Do you know they don't uh, they had to budget their stadium. They had to say to afford this stadium, which is a world-class leading stadium. They had to to budget that they're finishing the top four X number of seasons out of ten. I think what's interesting. Now, what's interesting now they don't have to. But but I I think what's quite interesting about the, the potential future of the game and where they where I think they were taking it is um, I heard a, a comparison to Formula One. It's really interesting actually because what what they didn't explain was just because there's these twenty teams. They didn't say where they're going to play. They didn't say they were going to have home and away games. They didn't say they were going to play it there. It's like they you can, ima- you can imagine away. a world. Well, you can imagine a world where actually it doesn't matter. It's about the team and it, a bit like how Formula One teams come pick up and they go to each of the venues and the venues are independently owned and they just travel around and play it and basically race at different venues. You can take these football franchises and just pick them up and they can play wherever. And then you can go and have different fans from all around the world yeah, seeing them. Fair and enough. You, do you lose, don't, call them, don't call them Arsenal or Tottenham or well, yeah, Man United. Yeah, you have to. Then that's why the becomes Merseyside Red or whatever, because it's not Liverpool in Liverpool. It's now a yeah, franchise yeah. that is a sports club that can go around the world. Yeah. But I, I genuinely think people like Cronky, that's what he does. I mean, that's what they do. And that would be so ridiculously lucrative to do that. It would be incredible. So you can completely understand it. But... As you said, it's, it is a totally different game. You can't just pick yeah. something up, kill it, is, and then start again as something else. Genuinely, I think we we probably discussed the ten-year plan they went to JP Morgan with. They said first we break probably. away, we break away from the governing bodies, then we change the names. So it'll be the Red Devils instead of Man United. Yeah, it will be the hot, Citizens uh, instead of City. yeah the Gunners. The like, Gunners instead of or maybe Arsenal could stay because Arsenal's not is one of the few clubs that's actually not. Linked to an area, and I think Juventus isn't an actual actual yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they'll they'll soon change their names. Like the Galacticos might be Madrid or someone. They'll they'll yeah. soon change their names, but and then also the 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 sort of cultural significance of a team like Barcelona as well. Like Barcelona to the people of Catalonia is huge. It's their national team. Crazy. So to think that they could get away with it, it's almost astoundingly 
almost naive to think that the, I mean I'd love to I'd love to have well, it's because Barcelona presence. and Real Madrid are legitimately months away from bankruptcy yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah. This is the thing. They, no one's asking why. Like Chris, you mentioned about what you know, doing it now in the pandemic and trying to use that as a cover. The reality is they have to do it now. They had no choice. Barcelona have a billion pounds of debt. How they've been allowed to take on another three and a half billion now? Because don't forget, JP Morgan. This isn't a freebie. JP Morgan are going here's four billion pounds. It's a loan. No, no, they won't pay they're a loan yeah. with interest. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll get that money so quickly because at the moment. The, well, it's leveraged the on the broadcasting rights. So they're, what they're saying yeah. now is you can have the cash now, but for the next three or four years, I'm taking all your broadcast yeah. money to pay back. But, but the issue is, is now any money generated. So we talk about the World Cup final and the Champions League final. Champions League final gets how many more times viewers than the, than the Super Bowl? Like 20, 30 times more viewers? But yeah, yeah. because they don't commercialise it in the same more. way. Like for me, I think that's one thing that needs to be considered greatly because whether people like can say, would this work? Would this work? This isn't fo- this isn't football. This is how we play it. What they're trying to do, and and Rory, you should appreciate this. What they're basically trying to do is do a football version of the NFL, right? Like mm-hmm. I can see a version of this where now these hour-long games, hour and a half-long games, turn into four-hour um, days where. Uh, You've got all these fucking breaks in between that you're gonna have a penalty sponsored by. It's um, not the same. Football is football's a game that needs to free flow to be. No, listen, I don't think listen. the game will change though. I listen. think the build up will. Yeah, I the, mean, the, Perez was talking about about making the game shorter. <laughs> yeah, but hold on. When you're in a PR disaster, the last thing you want is to send your Spanish drunk uncle out to the press to fucking talk nonsense. I mean, what what they were thinking now? I have no idea. It's like the final nail in the coffin, idiots. Well, it's either it's either they they're either um, conceived this and they're going to be very reasoned and well approached and thought out what they're doing, or this is purely panic and that they've decided that they've just got to go in, not have a set date. We're going to apply this as soon as we possibly can. Was basically what they said with um, just a set fifteen and a random five uh, with a qualifying means which we can't yet tell you, um, and they've not even said when these games are actually going to be played, except for just midweek and how it's slightly going to affect certain other leagues. Right, so it's either going to be they're either well thought out or they haven't got a clue what the fuck they're saying. But the general premise is, is that this is something that could work because they've called it the Super League, so they can basically call it the Super Bowl. Like they're going to have a big final at the end of the day where there's going to be all these fanfares and fireworks, and this would absolutely be massive. The thing that needs to happen is, you know, again, I don't want to. Uh, it's this idea where everyone's got to band together. But if you're going to band together, then talk about it from a realistic standpoint in, in how you're not going to feed these clubs. Like this, this setup will massively affect all football leagues. You know how the, there's the filtration process of money that goes down to grassroots level. Well, don't feed them any players. Like all these, the FA, uh, all the leagues around the world need to have bylaws that say you cannot provide players to these clubs if they want to do transfer fees or do it so much so that they're going to fucking drain them. Or you're going to put in rules for the European Super League where they can't just keep all their funds. Like I, I actually don't care if if these teams, for the most part, band together and say we want to make our own competitions. Because I know you, Rory, and, and other fans are going to say, well, it's not playing football at the highest level. I don't care. We'll set a new standard. Set a new high level. Right? If, you, if they don't want to be part of your league or they don't want to play with you, then you go and uh, carry on your own thing. The Premier League has a history so deep and so far that I think that the fans that have teams in it are probably going to be okay. I feel bad for us lot. 
we support teams that are going to go into 100% I agree We're with talking you talking about Leicester City fans and West Ham fans I'm what jealous of Leicester fans what yeah. the fuck I'm... do we do what do we do when, when these teams go into the European Super League and we're playing against Man Red and Juve Black and White or whatever the fuck they're going to be called and we have no teams to go to I'm going to have to support either Aquiton Stanley who keep getting fucked every week or <laughs> I'm going to have to pick another London team which I don't want to do or I mean, I don't mind Southampton because it's a nice coastal team. Give me a reason to go down there. Nice coastal like, what team. What the fuck do we do? What, you know what I mean? What yeah. do we do? No, I, I totally agree. And I actually think for a lot, like talking to um, a Derby fan yesterday, he don't care. He's like, well, I don't <laughs> care. Like anyone below the premiership, I know they're saying it's banned together, but there's a lot of fans below the premiership who are like, well, yeah, Premier League upwards is a closed, yeah. closed shop. Yeah, but, but that's why all this nonsense about the FA Cup, sorry, Mark, you know, oh, all these teams, they wish Boston United, oh, they want to play the games at Emirates and at, at Old Trafford. If they want to leave, leave. Do you know what I mean? Newcastle's a big enough stadium. Let them go to there. Like, let's set a new standard. Why have we, we've, we're, we're being too desperate. It's like some waste man trying to go for a girl that's like Jessica Bill or a super. <laughs> like, please, please, please. I, I, wanna I be guess, with it, I guess no it's like, it, it's... I guess it's your stance on how much you want because some people feel like their club is theirs and they're so outraged they want to defend it. For me, honestly, I'm a bit like I'm done with United. Yeah. Like genuinely, like I am, I am properly considering just Fulham now. But the, my downside is Fulham would do the same thing if they had half a chance. So I'm like... But then can't, can't you look at it from a perspective of like you can be a football fan like, I, because I, I, I can completely resonate with what you're saying, but I will always consider myself now as an adult. I'm more of a foot. I have my five or six teams around Europe that I look out for every weekend. Some people would say that's plastic, but it's actually, I just love football. Like, I'm not really, I'm not going to let 11 millionaires that play for Arsenal ruin my weekend because they get, they draw with Fulham. Worry, worry. How, many, football, how much football. do you rinse me for not having a team, an NBA team? All the time, you're like, oh, I didn't pick no one. I do think you have to have a team to follow, though. Well, you just you said you're the big, you're the biggest NBA fan I know, and you don't have a team, which I think is admirable. Yeah. But I think you do, it does keep you hooked. But it's, the NBA is kind of where this football could go, where performance and money doesn't matter anymore. Like yeah, one of the most successful the sports teams in the world is the New York Knicks. Yeah, they're but not they're exactly shit. yeah the New York because Knicks because it doesn't matter. Like the moment they're in it big market. Well, the moment it doesn't matter, success doesn't matter. Like there's a lot of talk about, oh, we shouldn't have allowed football own uh, foreign ownership in football clubs. But the problem was, is back when this started happening in the early 2000s, the interests were the same. A successful owner was someone who had a successful team. So it was like, look at Man United, they're milking them, but all their success is coming from success on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Now they're moving to a, thing where they're saying can we just guarantee our success like can we can we guarantee it without having to perform on the pitch and that's where the foresight was too short back in the 2000s but the idea was like oh who cares if uh abramovich comes in and gives chelsea loads of money because for him to do well chelsea have to do well yeah they're they're aligned in their interests now it's like can i ask obviously these are the biggest teams in the world and they are the biggest brands but if if there were genuinely if there was genuinely a concerted effort by the majority clubs in this world, how much of a guarantee is this Super League going to be successful? Because everyone's going on like it's a foregone conclusion, and the fact that 
because these clubs aren't going to allow other teams to go into it, they've basically just written their own check. Uh, maybe I'm just too naive, but I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think there are things that everyone else can do to compete against that and not allow that to be the be the 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 defining margin or maybe you know make that materialize into this, their natural success. I've I would have thought like that, but it sounds since Sunday. I've been looking out at what football tops people wear. I played nine aside yesterday and there was another nine aside on the pitch next to me. Every single foreign team was one of the teams picked to go in this ESL. There was no PSG? And no PSG. I see a lot all of Milan, shirts. All Milan tops. There was Juve. There was Barcelona tops. Every team was from that ESL. So it's like, oh, maybe like we could have a Newcastle or a... West Ham or someone be our, our one. But to be honest, outside of Italy, outside of the Milans and Juve, like Napoli, you know them because their fans go mad every time they come over here. Like, and See, Maradona I like the ones play. that are like next tier down. Like whenever I'm choosing a team to follow in a league or a team to play FIFA with, I'd always go, for, that's how I ended up with Betis as like my adopted Spanish team because I'll never go for the Barca or the Real Madrid. Like even, even just the now, guy with the Benfica top. Even now I'm wearing a Benfica <laughs> yeah. shirt, but Benfica aren't even any good anymore. They're sat in third place. I just, I just, I hate the kind of oh Madrid, Barcelona, Juve. Like I'd much rather go for a, a Sampdoria in Italy. But, but it goes back to what we said at the start. The reason everyone supports them is because they've got the best players, and they're the most exciting to watch. Is what everyone wants to see. Hundred the, the the difference with this is like football right now today is a sport. What it's becoming is a marketing, is a product. So yeah. what these billionaires were doing is going and just creating... I think that's a bit product. naive. It's no, been like that for a while. Yeah, it's getting worse. Sport, what makes sport is competition. Like A sport is a sport because there are winners, there are losers. It's a competition. And the, the reason of such uproar is because this took away competition. Therefore, no, it, it doesn't really become a sport anymore. It just becomes, it becomes a, a traveling circus. It's like a cinema or anything. It's going but to they, watch yeah. really entertaining stuff. But they don't care as long as people pay, isn't it? Because they, yeah, they don't do... care about that. They don't care. Well, I don't understand. You're they don't understand the concepts because they weren't like, efficient. But the 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 American models work for them. Like they still got to play and compete. Because uh, name name a city in North America that doesn't have a big team though. Well, all the biggest teams have the in America. It works because there's 32 NFL teams, but every major city, every major market in America has a team. Yeah. Imagine. There was no team in New York. There was no team in, 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 imagine, take the five biggest markets, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Dallas. And they went off and decided to play their own league and said, no, Minneapolis, you're not big enough to play with us. Houston, you're not big enough to play with us. Um, Atlanta, you're not big enough to play with us. And basically said, the biggest markets are going to have our own league because we're the biggest cities. We generate the most money. That's pretty much the equivalent of what's happening here. The reason yeah. it works in America is because there's only 32 or 28 big enough cities to support a, a major league team, which is why you see, you know, Boston, New York, Chicago, Houston, Detroit. You know, they all have one team. There's no, there's no team in like Scottsdale, Arizona. They have to support Phoenix because the Phoenix Suns and the Arizona Cardinals are all based in Phoenix because they're based in the biggest markets. And to be honest, I do think this ESL is a good idea. For the women's game. <laughs> and, well, and you the reason I've, I actually think it could work in the women's game, but they were because they were talking about it, and I was like, well, there aren't that many teams, there aren't that much mm -hmm. history yeah. for the clubs. Like, 
that makes no sense to me. That so, was such bollocks, though. The, the Liverpool, like to say, well, Liverpool's women's team are going to be joint part of this um, Super League. Well, they, they don't have a women's team. They spent more on fireworks last year when they won the league than they have on their women's team. Oh, they did on, have it. a women's. They they had a, yeah. quite a good team till Man United. Leon have won the Champions League six times in a, in a row, and you're going to tell me Leon can't be part of it. That makes no sense to me. If you say that this this uh, Super League takes away competition, how can you then say it should apply to any competition, any other area of sport? Because surely then but the idea because, is no because they're saying anyway. take twenty teams out. I don't think there are twenty elite level women's teams. So you're actually just saying let's just put all the good teams in a league and compete. So the, the problem, problem is, so the problem is is that not the the fact that the Champions League, as it currently stands, is still present. And teams could, in theory, go to Europe and still play in Europe. It's the fact that simply because these teams have been the biggest teams in the world for so long, with all the money and all the prestige and all they be following, that we can't then compete as the other people to then match them. So that's taken away competition. Because why is it? Why is it that the Premier League can't spend the next 20 years pumping up uh, West Ham or Leicester or these other teams? Why is it they got to just follow on these other bigger teams' coattails. So the they best players will always go where the money is. Well, this is, this is where it falls down. This is no, where no, down no but I you're missing the point. This ESL and the men's game haven't picked the best 12 teams. We have four missed some four of players. those 12 teams have never won a European Cup. Arsenal are currently 10th in the league. Are you sure it's no, four and not uh, five? Um, we, we're missing Man some City. news, by the way. Go on. Ed Woodward's just resigned. Good. From Man United. Hooray! Ten years in the making, I've been dying for that to happen. Really prick, and and that is going to be the end of, I imagine, the rest of them too. What is going Good. on here? Because there's all this like, it, there's things that for me don't seem direct, directly even related to this to a degree. That, so, I don't even I don't understand that. So to put it in layman's terms, they've they're all middle aged men who have, who have who have all left their wives for something younger and attractive and more attractive in their eyes. The young brothers turn around and go, actually. No, this ain't working for me. So they've gone back to their wives and their wives are now saying, well, you ain't coming back here. Pack your bags. Mm. Oh, I'm so happy about that. I've got a fun through. That is pretty much a, uh, a good analogy. It is like yeah. the, the 12 teams, well, the six in the Premier League are like cheating husbands. Like, they literally they, are. They, they, have all the class, they have all the class and decorum of cheating husbands. Well, I was, gonna, I was just, funnily enough, for that count, because I just saw the news, but I was actually going to ask. It'd be really interesting to hear your point of view on what, what do they do now? How do they get out of this? Now, only have they gone and done that. They've then bottled it. And now they've got to go back and face the music. But how can they survive? Ten, so ten, points, ask. Now, ten points each. Each one should be deducted ten well, points. No, look, they won't be, right? They'll, they'll draw a line under it and they'll say, look, this isn't, on the, this isn't on the players, this isn't on the managers, this isn't on the fans. This was 11 individual billionaires who decided something separately. A little boys club. They're all being punished for it. And Edward Wood is resigning because he's been sacked. And every, I'm sure all the others are about to do the same. I think Cronky, Cronky goes from Arsenal. He won't go. He won't go. If, if Cronky goes from Arsenal, that will be such a massive win for Arsenal. He won't go. Such he's, a massive win. He's, 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 he's a scumbag what, what and a narcissist, missing. and they have no shame. Narcissists have no fucking shame. Cronky will stay there until he's driven out. He'll be and, driven out. He'll be driven out. But, but you've got Edward Wood resigning from Man United. You know, that's great news. Tomorrow he gets announced as chairman of the ESL. And it's like, well, <laughs> you've got to leave right. your current job to get a new job. So he's just had a news notice in. He's like, 
Can, can I ask another question? About, let's not let's not react too. Can soon. I can I ask another question to to all three of you? Do you think, that in the light of what we've like, you know, what's happened in the last half an hour since we've been recording this, do you think that this now that they've all come back, let's assume they've all come back with the tails between their legs, do we think that this can and will become an actual catalyst to change? Like the game has to change now. The 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 sport has to go back into the hands of people who care about it. And not, you know, Stan Kroenke, uh, the Liverpool guy, John Henry, et cetera, et cetera. So if we get nothing out of this but VAR removed, then it's it's a win for everyone. I, I could easily see I could easily see in England. It is they, all a big play because we are removed. I could, I could see the push for the 50 plus one ball in England. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that in the Liga. I don't I I think the Barca and Real have come up with this through legitimate worries of bankruptcy and, and Inter Milan Inter Milan had to take emergency loans a few weeks ago because they why can't Barca and, and, and Real Madrid just sit this one out and by that I mean why can't they say right we don't have the money for that you know it we're going to have to go we're going to have to go to Cornwall this year rather than the Caribbean no no um, it's because they've just spent they spent 130 million on Hazard last it's, year in not well, they spent hundreds of millions on players that they, they but, and they've got no it's, the it's is, because Spain and Catalan have always held Barca and Real Madrid as their their teams. So they've given them a lot of tax breaks. They've given them a lot of corrupt moves to say, whenever Real Madrid or Barcelona are on the slope, they would they would give them a helping hand. And it's been ruled in back at the start of this year that that was illegal anti-competition, mm-hmm. and and it's been stepped in that they have to pay back a lot of things. Yeah, well. yeah, was it Real Madrid sold their training ground for a pound? And rented yeah. it back for free for 15 years. From How the would you feel if you were a supporter yeah. of one of the other like eight or nine clubs in Madrid, like Getafe or or Vallecano or or? Um... I think they'll feel like everyone feels like that isn't in it. If you're not in the 12, I think everyone is in agreement with everyone else. I, I just, I really hope there is some change. I, it's funny you mentioned the 50 plus one thing because I, I, I would love to see that. And actually, ironically, you Did look you at just something say like, what the 50 plus one is. Yeah, so in in Germany. In Germany, which we have to be, you know, have to applaud them. They were the one league and with teams who said no, fair play to them. And um, what's his name? Uh, the German who's just taken the role at UEFA. What's his name? Hint, um, no, I've forgotten his name. Oh, the big Karl Heinz Rummenegger. Rummenegger, that's the one. Rummenegger, who's now got the best job in football, basically. Uh, he's 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 one out of this because not only does he look great, his club looks great, he's now just got promoted to a brilliant role. But and um, what they have is the 50 plus one means that um, 51% of every club is owned by the fans. So no single individual can own more than 49% of a football club so that they never have the majority share. So they cannot make decisions like this without fans agreeing to it. And also they have safe that. standing. You can have a pint whilst watching the game, which you can't yeah, I mean, do they have in lots any other of, country. Well, they also have 12 pound tickets and all sorts. But yeah, 12. I mean, there's a whole load of reasons why the people German like football rocks. But, and why we're we going to Germany next year to uh, watch a game. Yeah, you, know, you look at someone like Barcelona and you look at um, teams in financial distress and you go, well, look, maybe there's an option here to create to, to create money by creating shares and giving it to fans and letting people buy in to be part of this. There are millions of Catalonians who would love to be part of Barcelona. Gives them the option. It used to be fan owned, and now it's not. And um, it's the same yeah. thing for loads of clubs. They, they, money still, they also they still all elect club presidents, though. That's why I don't understand yeah. how they've been managed to how they've been so badly mismanaged to the point where they've slipped into this turmoil. Because 
I mean, like with when Laporta was the Barcelona president, he was like the most popular Barcelona president of, of recent times. And he was financially prudent. Um, he he kept Messi happy, which it's fair, but that that's it, is they kept Messi happy. They yeah. like Barcelona like leaked how much Messi costs them a year. And he's kind of they just they, they just can't afford him, but they couldn't let him go. So yeah, you well, can't can I you. just well we'll we'll move on from this. I just want to just quickly address your point on um do we think there's gonna be you know good change or good reform? For me, right, before this they looked like there was gonna be other change, obviously with the Champions League reform. And then I think there was something, what was it called? The big picture thing where there was also going to be... Project big picture. Project big picture, picture, yeah. picture with, a, with a top end grab. This situation for me was a, was a financial, financial war play between big, um, big owners, big people with big influence who were just basically going for a cash grab. But this was all based on greed one way or the other. I, don't, I think change might happen, but I think any way it looks, it's going to be for the worst for, the, for people like us for fans because they're just trying to get their money one way or the other. And they've basically tried to set themselves up for that. This is like, this is like, you know, politics where you're going to have world leaders who are probably having a disagreement over some kind of border and all of a sudden decide that they want to go into war. And then it's up to the foot soldiers to actually go into battle and fight for their sides. And they're the ones that end up losing their lives or, or, or they're the ones that get sacrificed. This, this has nothing to do with us. This has nothing to do with the players even who earn a lot of money. This has nothing to do with the managers and the people that surround the sport. This is just big owners with a lot of money who just basically look into to get theirs and fuck everyone else for it. I'm kind of say at least two positive things have come out of all of this. One, we've lost Mourinho. Two, we've lost Ed Woodward. The two people I've been calling for their heads for about a decade finally have gone. I like Mourinho as a person. I know that's unpopular on here. Like, I, I, actually, I don't dislike him as a person. I just don't like him as a manager. He's a good pundit. He was a good <laughs> he pundit. He is a good pundit. He is a good pundit. He's he's a good pundit. Uh, uh, it's, it's good timing from Tottenham because it, it's, it's going to save him a bit of money. Yeah. So. I don't know who, who, who Daniel Levy's cousin is, but how the fuck did he get Tottenham involved in this bullshit? But, do you know what? Mourinho is now... Mourinho will be the only European Super League manager ever to be fired. So, you know, still special. Well, the, the, thing, about the, <laughs> the thing about Mourinho getting fired, it's, it's like they fired him before they want to get to a cup final because it'll be tougher if they won. Oh, it's such yeah. a kid. No, no, it's, such, it's brilliant. It's so spiteful because he knows Mourinho is all about saying, oh, well, I won this at this club and I won this and this club. He's done this absolutely on purpose out of spite for Mourinho. Not no, no, it's, it, that it, cup it, final. It, it's finance. Like I, I've been listening to a lot of talk sport the last couple of days and they explained it that essentially when Chelsea sacked Conte, Conte, he had won a trophy and then he went and took Chelsea for under unfair dismissal. And he got not only his contract paid, he got an extra something like 20% on yeah. top of his contract. Yeah. So he made so much money. What they're saying is he was, Mourinho was brought into Tottenham for one reason, to win a trophy. They haven't won a trophy since 2008 or 2009, whenever it was. And By the way, how they, shit is TalkSport now? Uh, do you know what? In stuff like this, the old Crystal Palace guy, I don't like Simon Jordan's Jordan. excellent. Simon Jordan's very good. On, on, stu- on stuff oh, like this, yeah. uh, some of the stuff, I, I don't agree with like, his talk, but I don't agree with everything they say. But on this, I thought he was quite good. But he was talking purely Daniel Levely has looked and said, the cost of Saka Mourinho this week 
versus after next week, if he wins, would be too much because Mourinho would have done what he said he would do and win a trophy with Tottenham. So, so butters as well. Like you're talking about greed and money and all this competition and fair play. That's bullshit. Like that's just going to go right under the radar. That's absolute nonsense that that can happen to a manager. I don't care. But it's not. I also think we got to not consider it sacking. It should be a different word because. Mourinho was. I had an interview laughing in well, the morning. Getting paid. He, he's, on. Well, he's, he's, he's technically on. he's technically on gardening leave. So he'll he'll earn sixteen million for, on gardening leave unless he finds another job. Yeah, but if the only way you get other jobs job. is your resume being what it is. If you if you haven't won, I know he's won in the past. He will. Str- str- he, he, I think he, he will win. struggle. I wonder we, if we've got a Benfica. They, he'll struggle. He'll struggle to get. He'll struggle to get a Premier League job unless he get a Premier League job. unless there's he like had a, every decent Premier League job that he could have got. Because yeah, like now he can't go Man City. He has to have the Arsenal job. No, but he's had Spurs, so that's what I'm saying. He can't yeah, yeah, have Man City because he's had Man United. He's never going to get Liverpool or Everton because he's had Man United. Yeah. And he can't get Arsenal because he's had Spurs. His hope is a, a Leeds or a Newcastle. Well, maybe a lot of PSG. Need, need a good manager. PSG just got punched. Well, actually, funny enough, you know whose manager just this week announced he's leaving is Bayern Munich. That's yeah. Could you he see that? There's no way. Could you see Bayern Munich going? No, they'll get that. No, no, the young German yeah. manager. We feel like no, but you just mentioned it. No, we never know. I just no, they'll yeah. get the Nyan Gola, whatever. Or that. No, Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann's apparently Tottenham bound. That's the no, no, no. thing. You know who I'm tipping for for Tottenham is Nuno. Oh, I, I think they get. I think they get Nuno at the end of the season. So and and, and it comes with thirteen Portuguese players as well. Perfect. Yeah. But and a, and an agent who who'll bring even more in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Is it Mendes the agent? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. That's, um. That's... Should we go to the results league? Yeah, let's go to something a bit lighter. Yeah, it matters again. So yeah, we should uh, we should talk about it. Uh, what do you say? Well, it matters again now. It wasn't going to matter, but now uh, now football's back. We can uh, talk yeah. about it. There we go. So I my background. Last week, um, I said that Everton was going to be Spurs 2-1. Oh, so very close. That was 2-2 um, because of Harry Kane's brace, although triple captain him and he looks like he's not going to be playing next game. Freaking hell. Um, Danny, you picked Sheffield United to beat Wolves 1-0. If that was like a mirror, a mirror result, you would have had that right in the bag. And Mark, you picked West Ham to beat Newcastle uh, 3-1. Fucking hell. The... Just like West Ham win every single match until I back them. Because <laughs> they didn't have Cresswell. Um, right. So this week, I'm going to go for... So we, me and Danny were just talking about before the pod. So at one point, we're going to have to do a double game week because we, we fucked up weeks and weeks ago. So um, we'll do that one week, not this one, because we haven't prepared for it. I'm going to pick um, Aston Villa to beat West Brom. And I'm going to pick them 2-0. How long uh, how long what? How long's Grealish out for? Is he back soon? He's not. I don't know. I really hope he is because I could. We could really do it in England. But Southgate so yeah, isn't going to pick a half half fit Grealish. Uh, um, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, that's really annoying. But um, I was going to pick the same team. Where did you go? Two 0 I did. Yeah. Villa. Um, I was also going to pick Villa to beat West Brom uh, because I need to pick Villa to win. Uh, so cool. I'm I'm going to go for a. One nil. One nil to West Brom, yeah? No, to Villa. Bastard. 
Go on, Mark. Right. I need to pick City to lose, United to lose, and Spurs to lose, and I can't pick any of them this week. Um, Spurs. Spurs. Ryan Mason, in, and they've got a cup final. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're not playing. I can't pick them. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, who do I need to pick to win? I've got uh, Southampton. Who are they playing? We have Southampton. Southampton aren't playing this week. You know. Newcastle away to Liverpool. Yep, there we go. We got my game. Newcastle away <laughs> to Liverpool. Lovely. And we're we're going to go Newcastle to win. We'll go 2 1. It's so funny. It's like you just have to start picking stuff. If, if, imagine someone just listening to this thinking, who's this fucking guy trying to pick a team? Uh, my, uh, my Man United shares are tanked. <laughs> Uh, it's all That's going Ed, down. Ed Woodward. Yeah. Terrible football out. man, but, but could make could make money out of anything. Uh, the Champions League was was quite good. There you go. Um, so with the Champions League draft, uh, Danny has done well. He's the only one who had two teams that have gone through, PSG and Chelsea. That's Boom, good. you all laughed at me a few weeks ago. Very you good. all laughed at me. Uh, well, uh, that Mark wanted to laugh at us by changing to Liverpool, and uh, obviously that didn't work out. I love it. Uh, he's like, I love it. You guys laughing like they're not going to go through. Yes, they, they did. Well, I had Porto who went out. So, and actually, from all accounts, Liverpool were quite unlucky to go out against Real Madrid in that second game. So, very unlucky. Very unlucky. You know, you're right. out. you know what? Actually, we're going to put them right back in the Champions League draft because they were unlucky to go out. You're exactly right. You'll get points next week. Um, so you've only got Man City left in, and then I've got Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. Unfortunately, went out. Are we cutting um, teams again to one or keeping two? We do have to cut down to one. Obviously, me and Mark only have one team each. You've got two teams, Dan, PSG and Chelsea. We won't switch teams now. We'll just keep it uh, from the semi-finals to the finals. Um, that's good because I've got the team that's going to win it. Uh, it's good because I've also got a team that's going to win it. Well, well so have I, PSG. So happy days. Uh, who are you going to drop then? Chelsea, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, what are the fixtures? Oh, it's, if, it's if he's looking at the fixtures at this point. Chelsea have Real Madrid, Man City have PSG. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I know. But who do you fancy more? Young Chelsea. Do Chelsea younger? to beat Real Madrid or PSG to beat City? Actually, not as easy as you as you think, isn't it? That is tough. Yeah, that is really tough. But Poch against Guardiola. Poch never, never. Oh, he beat him a lot in the Champions League, though, didn't he? It's like, um, the, it's like the latter stages of the European Super League, honestly. <laughs> uh, I am going. Do you know what? I think this is this is Poch's year. I don't think Tuchel's going to do it. I'm going to stick with PSG. Going on like it's some super tough choice. Honestly. I actually that make is, a choice. To that is a really, that's like Sophie's choice, man. That's really tough. Chelsea are on a very good run, and yeah. uh, Real Madrid aren't as good as City. Yeah, so Real Madrid are beatable, yeah. definitely. But I just think Mbappe, Mbappe's just on fire, and that yeah. if they, if they play uh, like they did against, they've beaten Barcelona and Bayern Munich. They fucking deserve to win it. At seventeen and a half, Mbappe's just not got the experience you want in these stages. Uh, You've also got the chance of a pep for selection, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Last time it kind of worked out for him still. Um, shall we go to? We've not done League One in a while. <laughs> no, let's go to Mark's game. Yep. So let me get my game up. 
So this will be your first time playing this, Rory. But Aquinton's finally got... winning one 0 by the way. Gillingham winning one 0 by the way. So I've gone for uh, pointless. Fleetwood's so... losing one one 0 I'm sure people care. All right, so. Rory, do you know? Have you ever seen Pointless, or do you know? I have seen works? Point. Don't you have to? Don't you have to like name the thing with least answers or something ridiculous yep. like that? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say a category. Okay. And you need to name an answer in that that you think people have answered less than anyone else. So you're you're gonna answer, but you want the most obscure answer. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's make this a quick game. Go on. Let's go. Yeah. So. Um. I, I've got any club that's played in the Premier League. I want you to name the player who had the highest goal-scoring season. So what that? I'll get. I'll give one as an example. Alan Shearer. Um, because I. But you need to name the team and the the player. So okay. Arsenal have two. I'll give you one as an example. So basically, Thierry Henry. He's once scored thirty goals in a season for Arsenal. So. In a single season, Omri was their top goal scorer. Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking for is you to say a player and the club that they, they scored that one season top goal scorer. Okay. Does that make sense? That uh, makes sense? So we're naming two things. Yeah, so Omri scored 30 goals in, in one season for Arsenal. That's the highest a player has scored for Arsenal in a single season in the Premier yeah, League. I've got you. I've got you. I think so. There's got to be the highest that they've scored. The highest yeah. goal scorer. Well, I'm either going to get this right or very wrong, but we'll give it. Yeah. A so I mean, the reason I said Arsenal had two is because two players have scored 30 goals in a season for Arsenal. So I've used Omri as an example. You can say the other one if you want. Um, but yeah, any team that's ever played in the Premier League. All right. Who's going first? Go on, Rory, you go first, mate. And I'm going as obscure as I can. Yeah. Yeah. The Spanish league don't count. No, I know. I'm just. Am I out if I get it wrong? No. Uh, you'll get zero points. The, the point. All right, yeah, I can take right a few risks. Yeah, yeah, take some risks. All right, Swindon uh, Town, Mark Robbins. Ooh, oh, that is huge. And that is incorrect. Oh. Why is it? Was Mark Robbins not? Uh, I'll explain. I'll explain after because the, oh, the, okay. the round the round is still open. But so I'm gonna your list Mark. might be so long, Mark. Yeah. So no, it's who one. scored the most in a single season? So Man United are only on the list once because one player scored the most goals in a single season. So the list in front of you is every Premier League team ever. Yeah, but they only appear once. Right. Okay. So right, I've got one. Yeah. Crystal Palace. And Drew Johnson. I was thinking of that. I knew you'd go something like that. So, and that is correct. And that scores you 50, Danny. So, Chris, you need an answer where less than half the people answering got correct. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for... I've got two in my head. Um, I'm going to go for Mark Viduka, Leeds. Ooh. Oh, that is correct. But 60% got that oh, right. Boy. Who was your other one? So, what, it's, it's just one question answer? No, no. no I have two in my head. Oh, oh so we're going round. Oh, shit, I haven't got the number. No, 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 no. 
No, it's not. It's not. It's a new category next. So, oh. so the best answer on the board. I was going to go, was gonna go for Dion Dublin and for Villa. Oh, oh Huckabee, Huckabee for Coventry. So Dublin was correct. So Neil Redfern, that, Barnsley. That was Huckab- the second, second best answer you could have said. Oh! Was, was, it, Darren Huck, was Darren Huckabee on there for Coventry? Uh, where's Coventry on here? No, I mean Dublin for Coventry, surely. It was Dion Dublin for Coventry. I can't believe I didn't go Neil Redfern, Barnsley. I'm fuming. Yeah. So best answer was Everything Ian only. For Oldham. 11 goals for Oldham. For Oldham, yep. yeah. Ian, Neil Redfern, Mark Bright for Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Neil Redfern had... was absolutely mustard back in the day. Oh, what were those two strikers for Wigan Athletic? Roberts? Was it Roberts? So, no, it was Henry Kamara. Ah, Kamara and Roberts, yeah. So some of the players you would have heard that were low down on the list, Derby Counties had Paolo One Chop. Watford, their top goal scorer was Igalo. Oh. Bradford yeah. had Dean Windass. Oh, of course. Mikhail Fussell for Brian, uh, Birmingham. Didn't Bradford spend about four million on Benito Carboni one year that was meant to like, <laughs> propel him into mid table and ended up getting relegated with about eight yeah, that's points? That's crazy. Would it Heskey and uh, Leicester? Oh, no, it would have been Vardy. This is a great, you could have done the whole game. Is this it? Is the game over? Yeah. yeah. We all love really? uh, no, not the game, no, the oh. category. We're moving. Oh, to okay, that. okay. But the same same rules, new category. But this category is game all together. I wish we did the whole one. We should yeah. literally do a week where it's just games. Yeah. Well, the top answer was Omri and Van Persie. They put oh. them together for Arsenal. Alan Shearer for Blackburn. Aguero for City. Drogba for Chelsea. Salah for Liverpool. Ronaldo for United. Fair all right. Um, the next one is really whoever goes first has the biggest advantage and whoever goes third is probably going to lose. I don't know why I've made this category in here, but who's going first? Me. Well, the same <laughs> yeah. All right, Danny, you're, I want you to name any London team that's played in the Premier League. I can't understand why last place is going to be worse, but any London team that's played in the Premier League? Yeah. Um, what's an obscure one? Uh... QPR? Danny says QPR. 63% of people have answered that. So who was next? Chris. Oh. oh. I got, why, why have I gone blank? There's, there's a team I'm... Uh, why am I being absolutely stupid with this in my head? Yeah, true, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of it. I'm. I'm gonna actually keep myself. But I'm just gonna go for Watford. Watford are counted as a London team in this. Are they? And are sixty percent. Yeah, oh, get out! Get yeah. out! How's Watford so, still a London team? So, Rory, can you can you name an obscure London team? Charlton Athletic. Less correct. Charlton are actually the best answer Boom! in this game. So, point to to Rory. So Charlton were the best answer. Wimbledon were the second best. Charlton were in the Premier League for years. Yeah, I forgot. Alan Curtis, yeah. of course. Charlton, Wimbledon, Watford, QPR, Palace, Fulham, West Ham, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal. Nice, yeah. Uh, of course Watford are a London team. All right. Sort of. They're inside the M25, but outside the... Um... Outside the London boroughs. This They're is like about the same way you, you, you tell. That's what I was going to say. You tell me I don't live in London. 
All right. Like, so one to what's that one to Rory? Love it, so much. Who got the first point, Danny? Me, yeah. Yeah. All mm. right. So this category, naturally, I want to say it, it it leans towards you, Rory, but we'll see. So after Real Madrid announced they were going in the ESL, I was like, well, what other clubs in? Because they were they were saying Real were joining. ES, the ESL league and I was like well Real could mean a number of teams so I want any team that's played in La Liga that also have the word Real in their name okay who's going first Chris I'll go first this time isn't it? Uh, I'm going to go for Real Zaragoza right answer good answer 66.8% right. of people answered that oh that's high That's funny. I think okay. I heard something today with all the Real teams for some reason. Probably similar. Someone was like, why do they keep just saying Real? Who's going, who's going next? Who, who next, Rory? Mm. All right, I'm going to go Real Oviedo. Oh. oh, that's big. Unless they're known as something else. I haven't got them on here. What? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, how am I going to beat Razana Gossa? Um, so I don't get a point. I don't get a point. Not on my can, list. Can I have another guess then? No. Hey, hey, worry, because it's the it's the it's um it's the Primera division, isn't it? It's only the well, no, because Zaragoza ain't in the Primera, so yeah, they were once upon a time though. So yeah. Oviedo been? Have, have they? they? Of course they have. Well, they're I'm not on my it. list. Google yeah. it. I'm not. Are you sure about that? Can I have another? Can I have another go then? God no, they're not on his list. Soz. Um, um, real, 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 real. Well, There's the obvious ones, but yeah, they, why they're not on my list then. Rory, they've never because they've never been in it. Of course they have. So um, getting that season history. Real, what I want, what my choice. It, it wasn't La Liga back then. It was something else. Yeah. It was, what my choice? La Liga just wins the league. I've got. All right, Rory, we'll give you another one. If you no, want. Oh, come on. If you take mine, I'm going to fucking yeah, kill you. Go on, look, let Danny go first, and then I'll see if I can beat Danny. Yeah, all right then. All right, Real Valladolid. Fuck off! He just took mine. Of course <laughs> you would really take that one. That's the only one left that isn't, like, the obvious Betis or Madrid or whatever. So that was answered by 56% of people. Man, I am getting hurt oh, here. This is ridiculous. So, Rory, we'll give you another one. If you get it wrong, Danny goes 2-1 up. Okay. Um, Oviedo spent 38 seasons in La Liga. So. Just the 38 seasons? Just the longer than any other? What else are they known as? Because the, the problem is, is I've got their full names in Spanish. So unless they're called... It's probably CF Real Oviedo. You, you should have probably got it in English, mate. That would have helped. They're, they're, they're Real Oviedo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're not on here. Maybe it's a, a certain time period. Maybe. Or maybe, I don't know. What would be? I've, I've gone blank, so I'm just going to go for the obvious and go Real Betis. Uh, they are 84.9% of people answered this. They're gargantuan, that's why. So the best answer that most of you would have known was Deportivo La Coruña. They're actually known as Real Club Deportivo. This is outrageous. That's that outrageous. is true. Yeah, no, true. Then you got Racing Santander. Really? Racing Santander. They're called Real. 
Real Racing Club Santander. Guess who started their career at, at Racing Santander? Another club. Uh, no, Sergio Canales. Canales. I got him in. What does Real mean? I don't know, but here's another one. Like you, United. You would, here's another one you probably didn't know. Real Celta Vigo. Didn't know that. No. Knew that. Another one you should have known is Real Club Espanol. Yeah. There's loads. I think it's United or FC or something. No, it just means Royal. So there you so go. One, one club in the city. I have no get... idea what, why they didn't put... Uh... Will be some Royal dickhead blood. <laughs> Any... All right, so Danny, point to That's you. Royal, yeah. How many more rounds left? Last round. So if I draw, have you got a tiebreaker? I have got a tiebreaker. Right, okay. Always right, I'm ready. So, I moaned about uh, the ESL having four teams that never won the European Cup or Champions League. I want any team that's won it that's not one of those super clubs. Me? So, who, who was first? I think, it's, I, think it's you. I think it's you, Rory. I'll go first. Style Bucharest. And that is answered by 34% of people. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Not being that. Style Bucharest. Who's a one-time winner? Massive. Is it me next? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, uh, dear, dear, dear. Um, 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 has there been any Russian teams? No. European, so it's not just Champions League, right? Any European Cup? Uh, yeah, it, well, obviously, Stalbrook Arrest haven't won the, the Champions League. I can't remember. It's not European League, it's European Cup or European Cups. Yeah. Not tier one, so not the Super League, but the Champions League. Um, Aston Villa. Correct, 55%. Ooh. That was a good answer. Um, I'm going to go for. Uh, Nottingham Forest. Correct. That was sixty-five percent. Would it be that really? Actually, Rory did have the bottom answer. I didn't know if I should have just called it then, but no. I was going to say Porto. Where's Porto? Porto won it twice. Yeah, that'd be high. Yeah, the the best answer was Style Bucharest. Feyenoord was slightly above them, and Hamburg just above them. Red Star Belgrade. Do you know what? Oh, I knew there was a Russian team. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they Belgrade just... Belgrade in Serbia. You know what I mean? Like an Eastern <laughs> European one. I wasn't sure if they just made a final if they actually won. That's what I was thinking. Oh, oh the EESL, the Eastern European Super League. Yeah. But the... Uh, so is that 2-2 two, two, then? Well, we're yeah, 2-2, two, 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 yeah. All right. Chris, you can decide who answers first. But I'm going to... Uh, so the tiebreaker is just the first to get the right team. So... Go on, give it to Rory first. I want him to put the pressure on Danny Boy. All right. He might just get it right there and win, win the tiebreaker. So Real Madrid won the first five <laughs> Champions Leagues before most teams. They actually won a few before most teams actually joined it. Who was the first team that wasn't Real Madrid to win the European Cup? Great question. In... in... I, I, don't, I didn't hear the whole question. I think he broke up. But... So Real, Real Madrid... So Real Madrid won the first five. So they basically won it when it was only like four teams in it. Yeah, I've got that. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, I'm with so you. So who was the first team to win it 
the first after team to, Real Madrid. The first team to win it after Real Madrid were Benfica. No, it's correct. Oh. I was really hoping he got it wrong because he was wearing the Benfica top. Do you know what? It was a toss-up in my head between Benfica and Celtic because they both won it in the early 60s. And I knew the Champions League started in the mid to late 50s. So it was like... And didn't Celtic win it in 62? Or did they win Six, it in 67? 67. Wow, right, so they won That is big European Cup knowledge, that. Yeah. I love it. I love I see why well, he was much more angry about the European Super League than me. I'm thinking... <laughs> now you get it yeah so yeah it was Real Madrid it. <laughs> Benfica then won it twice then yeah. AC Milan then Inter Milan Celtic were the I was, first I was going to go uh, for Milan teams club. Milan team after, I guess yeah. the year after Celtic was um, Man United so that was when the UK can we do, the, can we do the story on another podcast can we can we do the story of the Benfica curse because I just love it it's one of my favourite sporting stories ever save it save it for the, the next one we've been, been on an hour and a half so that's what talk. I mean yeah we can't do it today there's not time right one three back four go on then. Um, Rory do you want to go actually Nick you won the game so I'll go first is that right mm-hmm. sure all right um in my uh, front three this week is um, is uh, Twitter or everyone on Twitter because uh, we can all rejoice. Uh, Chrissy Teigen is back on Twitter after a three week retirement hiatus. Do you know who this is? Chrissy Teigen, John Legend's wife. Uh, John Legend's yeah. wife is always arguing on Twitter. Yes, yes. Queen Twitter, the, 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 the lady of the manor when it comes to the uh, blue check marks. Um, so she tweeted out on the 25th of March, uh, it, uh, t- but it's time for me to say goodbye. This no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively. And I think that's the right time to call something. Uh, my life goal is to make people happy. The pain I feel when I don't do this is too much for me. I've always been portrayed as a strong clap back girl, but I'm not just. Uh, so she decided to retire and in three weeks came out with, Turns out it feels terrible to silence yourself and also no longer enjoy belly chuckles randomly throughout the day and also lose 2,000 friends at once. LOL. She's a bad end, isn't she? This for me is... Um, is... Uh, is uh, Oh, actually, I'm not going to say what I want to say. Funny. We'll say we'll go with that word. It's funny. Yeah, it's weird that, you know, like lately, obviously, there's been a lot of players and footballers saying that they're going to come off Twitter. Boycott, and yeah. Boycott. It's... Uh, it's almost like it's similar to like the 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 um all these teams thinking that they're gonna just leave and 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 people are gonna follow and they're gonna do this and that and the other. It's like Twitter's gonna carry on. You know, you can take these stances and then realize actually you're not getting the attention that you want. You're just gonna come back. You're gonna make no difference. Do you know what I mean? As long as Donald Trump's on there, actually he's gone off now and he's been taken off. Our king. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> In my back four is um, Cuthbert. <laughs> Cuthbert the Caterpillar. The Caterpillar. Yes, Caterpillar Gate. Uh, I, re- I really enjoyed that this week. Did you see the, um, the Super League meme yesterday with it? No. It, it, had, oh, uh, it's yeah. great. it was all the supermarkets with all the Caterpillars. And it's like we're creating our own uh, su- Super Caterpillar League or something. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Brilliant. So Marks and Spencers is, uh, has has tried to sue Audi for doing their caterpillar cakes. Now there's been a there's been a lot of different stores that have tried 
to replicate the kind of catabilicate because it seems popular but all of them has kind of made it their own Aldi have literally just I feel like they've taken the face off of Marks and Spencer's cake uh, calling the caterpillar which they've trademarked and just stuck it on their cake but what Aldi's gone and done now is because this happened a few months ago Aldi have come back to resell their cake and said that they go all the profits they're going to earn from it are going to go to charity yeah this was their this was their like kind of oh don't take us to court we're doing (laughs) they've obviously realized they've got all these cakes they need to sell let's just break even but just say we'll give it to charity let's not just throw them away let's try and get it back and martin spencer says we like the idea of charity but you're not going to get away with it (laughs) let's raise money for charity not lawyers uh, Aldi said so um there you go crime doesn't pay apparently particularly at all these prices who wants to go next? I'll go next. Oh, go on, Warren. Right, so my front three is, he's been out of the news for about two weeks. Well, actually, about a week. Prince Harry has got a new job title. Which Head of the Chief, Im- uh, Chief Impact Officer at a mental health startup in California, which is known as a chimpo in business circles. But it also means penis in Japanese. Which has raised a lot of um, a lot of eyebrows and a lot of chuckles in the Far East. Well, not the so, only thing that's raised. Yeah, yeah. So good on him. You know, he'd um, he's had a hard week. Bless him. You know, granddad's funeral and everything. Um, his wife is uh, is expecting. So everyone at All Talk wishes him. You know, all the best. We'll raise a glass to him, and you know, hopefully yeah. he's not struggling for a few quid. No. Chief impact <laughs> officer for mental health was it? For uh, just a, a charity startup. Uh, let me let me have a look at this. Yeah, he's had um, a big impact on me the last few years. Well, he doesn't uh, have a good good uh, resume. He, one person asked him for help, and he, he openly admitted he didn't help. So <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, the interview. She, uh, Megan said she was struggling with mental health. And went oh yeah, Harry. he did it. And yeah. then Harry said, "I was too proud to ask anyone for help, so I just did nothing." Yeah, it so just said that he... that's the guy who's running the, yeah. the mental no, health charity. You're like, oh, though, like, to be fair to him, right? It, he's probably never been shown how to do anything. Like these people can't even work ATMs. Like I reckon he was struggling to get twenty quid out. I genuinely do. Like I do feel a little bit sorry for them in a weird way. Yeah, but you if... wouldn't want to handle cash if your nan's face was on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, it, it said he will not be directly managing employees as part of his role. But he's expected to be part of meetings and a special company event. Pretty much what Danny does. He just goes to meetings all day and he yeah. gets paid loads. Um, the prince I'm is nice. now the prince is now listed as part of Better Up's leadership team on their website. It features a black and white photo and describes him as a humanitarian, military veteran, mental wellness advocate, and environmentalist. What a role! What a job! Imagine being able to just describe just imagine it. Imagine him on Zoom meetings. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine him on Zoom meetings going, uh, can you hear me? Can you <laughs> see me? How about now? How about now? Yeah, just what a My missus over there, she's keep it down, Megs. <laughs> yeah. What a life. Um, and my back four, obviously, is Stan Kroenke, man. Just what an awful person. What an, what an all-round awful individual. Just... Please leave Arsenal. Go back to your ranch in Texas that's like half the size of Wales or some shit like that. Um, shoot deer and shoot buffalo and leave everyone else the fuck alone. You miserable, moustache-wearing 
I bet he well, would do say a good party. Pardon? I bet he would do a good party, though. I bet he wouldn't. I bet it'd be like one of them things that you see in like an American film where there's like a band playing in the background, but like light opera, light classical music, and and he's walking around just you know there's someone walking around handing out shrimp off of a platter. He's just a bellender geezer. That I'd hate to spend a, an hour in his company. Is, is a top five all time creepy owner face? In it. Who his face? Yeah. 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 yeah he's butters, man. He's butters, and his son looks like a typical. Rich geezer's son, like you know, like they all they all have the same face. Stan Kroenke's son, Donald Trump's kids, they're all like just rich child of rich geezer. They all have the same face, the same slick back haircut. I know I'm hardly one to talk at the minute, but yeah, just I was just gonna say, Rory, nice hair. I know. Well, I've got a new job to start, and I want to. I want to make. A, I want to make a good impression. I want to think. Want them to think I come from good stock. Yeah, don't assume yeah. you're going to get past that CBS trip. Fake it. Fake it till you make it, Rory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, That's Mark. me. Yeah. Uh, I'll go seeing as Danny looks desperately uh, doing something else, probably trying to get up his front feet. I'm, 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 I'm actually just reading really how Conor McGregor is saying that he's thinking about buying Man United. Yeah, just, <laughs> he, just, he just tweeted that, yeah, yeah. I'm just reading the funny comments. All right, uh, I'm going to just quickly... My back four is a, is a sad one. Um, after we celebrated Rachel Blackmore winning Cheltenham and the uh, National and celebrating the rise of women jockeys, we actually lost one on the weekend. So Lorna Brook fell at Taunton and she was an up-and-coming jockey and uh, unfortunately she passed away. So oh, nice. let's pull one out for Lorna. Was it from yeah, she fell uh, during a race. And an amateur as well, so she won't even get amateur paid. Race. Yeah, shit. Brilliant. So then, yeah, pull one out for Lorna. And my, my front three, as Rory spoke about uh, non-profit organisations, and Chris, you spoke about charities. It, my front three is around the charity, and it's, do you know who Patrice Colours is? Is she uh, the head of BLM? She's the founder of BLM. BLM. And she's in my front three because she has bought a new house recently. So let's let's celebrate that. So she has bought a £1.4 million home in what critics are saying is is in a 98% white area, but I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me that white what area she buys in. But like, but like she she's now bought her fifth home in in five years. Um she claims that not a single penny from the Black Lives Matter not-for-profit organization, which is separate for the Black Lives Matter for-profit organization. So make sure when you donate, you know which one you're donating to. And when you take a knee and, and fill your placard out, you, you specify which one you mean. Um, Has she got five but, houses at the same time or she's upgraded five times? Like, does she now have uh, five saying houses? Her, her portfolio is around four or five million. Wow. So well, what, one it, thing you're, the, the reason why this also is is a something to note is that she's a she's a a socialist card 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 Marxist uh, organization or she wants to believe herself to be a Marxist. Now, no, she understand what Marxism is. Technically, technically, she's still okay to do what she's doing. Technically, because Marxism is just the observation of the differences between capitalists and their workers. She has not earned her money. She's been given it by donations. So yeah. she well, has, well, she's well intended to buy whatever she likes because, again, she has not 
exploited workers by capitalist gains. She has been given money by people, so it is okay that they just hand her money so she can live in these mansions. So, and she had a very tearful interview, which I thought when you broke down what she said was actually quite funny because she was saying that people are questioning her and she lives her life supporting black people despite how much money she's got now and where that money comes from you shouldn't ask but she said you shouldn't ask where her money's come from she said she needs to remind people that her family are black and by spending money on her house she's supporting her family and she's giving all her money to her family who are a black family so she's still supporting black people that way so when you take what she said she basically said charity starts at home so let's uh, I, the reason I, it's in my front three this week is because twitter have banned many people who've said it's not a good thing so if twitter come looking this is my front three so it's good news <laughs> <laughs> very good there Danny go. go on wrap us up uh, I've got a, I've got actually a few. Um, I was trying to think about. Because we got to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it quick. Um, I thought a shout out to um, one of the funniest things I've seen in weeks, and also made history. Um, which is you. I think it's what I think we shared on the group. The Northern Ireland women's football game against Ukraine, where the Ukrainian defender in the final moment of the game <laughs> ran so far out of her way <laughs> to take that player out because she, I don't know what came over her. It's one of the best clips I've seen in ages. But actually, by Northern Ireland winning that, they made history. It's the first time they've ever qualified for a World Cup. So congratulations to them. Um, I also wanted to uh, shout out to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who some of you might not know, but he's manager of Burton Albion and has done the most unbelievable job of that club. He's actually, since he's taken over, they're basically second in the league. They were like seven, maybe nine points off of um, safety when he took over. They're now about nine points clear of safety. They've broken the all-time club record for consecutive wins. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is doing an absolute unbelievable job at Burton Albion. Um, and they're just blowing up everyone in their way. So, well done to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Oh, Jimmy, um, Jimmy. Uh, I used to love him as a player. I did. What a ah, great player. Great player. Is there, is there been a player that's hit a ball harder? <laughs> He's like... Risa. Him and, him and John Arnarisa in the Premier League at the same time. It was different, though, weren't it? Because Hasselbank just didn't need a run-up. No. Yeah, like, no like, you know, no five when they say penalties are one step, it would have made no difference to Hasselbank. <laughs> yeah. Everything was one step. You know? The best five aside like... penalty taker ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, one other final thing to wrap up my fun three is uh, the UK government, uh, because today they announced a formal review into the football index scandal is officially being reviewed. They're officially uh, taking the um, gambling commission to, uh, or they're going to. Uh, scrutinised gambling commission which is going to make all the claims for all the crap that went on much much easier so there is just that tiny bit more chance of people getting their money back I was going to so, say Danny when are we getting our money back mate yeah well yeah. soon enough soon well, enough the one thing the government are good at is when people like make off. money off ordinary people and they didn't get their fair cut so <laughs> like exactly if, if they're, 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 they're not looking at uh helping you guys they're, they're wondering why they never knew about this in the first yeah. place yeah. Why didn't they get <laughs> exactly so uh, in my back four is paul pogba um i don't know if you've seen what? the uh Pog... jesus christ yeah, no. Pog... <laughs> well, I got a few. They're my front three my my back four this week is paul pogba. save them for following his, weeks danny his new <laughs> his new pogumentary have you seen it 
Podumentary. He has signed, signed up with Amazon. It is officially called the Podumentary, and it is a, a story of his life. Uh, and it's the story of him off the field, which, oh, of course, brilliant. everyone is going to want to watch because I don't know what he does off the field. Haircuts, maybe? but Haircuts um, and makes emojis and dances. I don't know. Dancing and haircuts. You know what? He's literally going to be... He, the documentary is him sitting in the barber's chair <laughs> looking at his phone like this <laughs> for four episodes. Uh, so uh, that will, I'm sure, make millions and be the number one uh, watched documentary in the world. But uh, hopefully, this is a build up. hopefully, this will be a build up to a, a documentary about Balotelli. This, this will be in your front three, Danny, in a couple of weeks. You love an Amazon football documentary. It's not going to be football, is it? I don't deny I'm going to watch it religiously, but I will not enjoy it. He'll go back and he'll be like, this is where I used to play football when I was younger. And you're like, but you signed for a professional club when you were 11. You'd have him dribbling around a few eight-year-olds in a cage somewhere in Paris. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Pinging balls into the back of the net as hard as he can from four If you take those two sentences out of context, Rory, that'd be an incredibly weird sentence you've just said. That's very true. That's that's exactly what Chris is going to do on the clip. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right, let's wrap this up. Uh, We will see you on the weekend when we have the breakdown of the European Super League and we'll tell you what went wrong. Right. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.